Get ready for booze, blood, boobs, and bacon, along with shit jokes and a robot that looks like it was made by a first grader. We watch the ultra indie Pork Chop. We watch it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. Welcome, Moon Goons, to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Horror movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Movies so bad. So bad. So bad. So, so bad. They're scary. That is true. Uh, (laughs) uh, We have a doozy for you this week. But first, before we even get into that, let's cover up, let's cover our Horrible horror March movie madness tournament bracket. Uh, cleaning that. Let's <laughs> something, through that, something like that. Uh, like now, this like I said last week, we had a lot of more voting on Instagram. It's starting to pick up pace. So I thank you for everybody who's voting. Uh, round two will start probably let's see today, tomorrow or the next day. But not, depending on when you listen to this, it probably doesn't matter. But it'll be starting <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this in a year from now, you're like fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> Uh, but so keep watching, keep, keep checking our Instagram for uh, the round two voting and keep your votes coming for that till we crown our champion. But moving on to uh, let's cover the last round of round one matches. So we had Terror Train taking on Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Uh, this was uh, most of these were pretty lopsided, like almost yeah. complete. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 beat is moving on. Uh, saying that was the worst of the two movies. See, I would have been the other way around. Hey, you loved Saturday Night Deadly Night 2. I did, I did. I love that movie. Uh, now, this one, I, I again, I went with the votes, but I personally disagree. Uh, we had Hellbride versus Thanks Killing 3. Uh, pretty much it was all uh, Thanks Killing 3 was, oh, wait, yeah, uh, deemed the worst one. Really? But I can't disagree because I for, again I think it's because not enough people now, saw Hellbride. I, I looked at some of the voting and it was it was back and forth. You know, I don't know because the Thanksgiving one, people like Thanks Killing. That's a great series. And Thanksgiving Three is awesome. Like we talk about the same movie because Thanksgiving Three. Let's be honest here. That's a <laughs> shitty movie. It may be shitty in the right ways and good, but it's a shitty fucking movie. And uh, but Hell, I just don't know enough people saw Hellbride because yeah, that sucked. was boring and awful and uh, that was worse. I'd rather watch Thanks Killing Three again because it has the weird acid trip shit going on. That yeah, it's definitely weird. Yeah. Uh, then we had Clown Camp, uh, Clown Camp Massacre taking on a Holla. Uh, this was again a sweep with for Holler moving yeah. on. Um, Hollow Z versus Leprechaun. Uh, again, Leprechaun got a lot of love. Yeah, uh, people. Had, so, Hallow's Eve is was deemed the worst of the two, and yeah, it's moving that's, on. That's which easy. I agree with that too. Yeah. Um, then we had uh, Killer Eye, the original Killer Eye, taking on the Trap Door, and again, it's got to be Trap Door. Trap Door, yeah, blew it away. That movie was horrible. And then one where I thought I was about to get lynched for this one, <laughs> I people were pissed <laughs> off at me for this was even even in the runnings. But New York Ripper. Versus oh, Holler yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, People 2. love those Felucci movies, man. Hollow 2, clean sweep that now, one. Remember, but... these are randomly assigned. It was and just 
these are we had to pick movies that we feature on the podcast and when we did new york ripper none of us had ever seen it it was just like let's do it what the hell I act, and it, it made list because I will admit I stand by it. I did not like the movie. I liked it okay. I but... think we that was one we split on. Mm. So you know, so it had to be considered because it was not one that was yeah. unanimously so bad it's good. It was split, so that's why it made the, oh, the man, it made people, the cut. People love those, those Felucci movies. Yeah, I hated the movie because I just couldn't stand the goddamn killer going around like <laughs> Donald Duck. Who I thought was it was just <laughs> stupid. Uh, but it. It, don't worry, it's not moving on. It, it it lost in round one. It's better than Hollow Two, which I would have said anyway. Oh, Hollow yeah, Two yeah, is absolutely. So now our our shitty sixteen, if you will, oh, is nice set. Set. nice shitty sixteen, shitty sixteen. So look forward. We have bloody bloody Bible Camp taking on Camp Dread. We have Street Trash going up against Ginger Dead Man. Camp Massacre going up against I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Then we have Cheerleader Camp to the death, taking on Dahmer versus Gacy. Oh. And I think we're going to have a fight. Our, our champion might come on this lower bracket down here, that, yeah. that b- bottom one. Then we have Zombies taking on uh, Terror at Baxter U. And now we have Saturday Night, Deadly Night 2, taking on Thanksgiving 3. Hollow versus Hollow's, Hollow's Eve. And then Trapdoor versus Hollow 2. Ooh, that's the... That's, that's our shitty 16. Okay. So keep an eye out for those and keep, get, get your votes in. So moving on to this week's movie. We did a super independent movie that was actually brought to our attention by the wonderful, talented uh, Nunez siblings, uh, Tad, <laughs> T- Todd, and Ash- Ashley Mary Nunez from the movie All Through the House, which if you mm-hmm. haven't seen by now, definitely check that one out. It's an awesome, awesome horror movie. It's starting to win a lot of rewards and you pick up steam. Uh, and they're really talented. Coming out with more movies, check them out. Uh, but they recommended in an interview with us uh, – this was the movie that said yeah. It was so we so asked bad. him. So what's what's one movie you like that's that's so bad it's good or so bad that you 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 got a kick out of or it's worth watching? They recommended Pork Chop, and that's what we watched. Now, I don't know today. if they said it was w- w- worth watching, but it was just it well, was a bad horror movie. It was definitely something they talked about. So I dug around, I found it, tracked it down. You can only it's not streaming anywhere. I had to buy physical copies off of Amazon and get them mailed here. So I bought two copies, one for me, one for Aaron, and we we. We, we watched took, the pork chop. We did this. Uh, so, pork chop was released on the DVD on January fifteenth of two thousand ten. It was written by Zach uh, Basham, Basham, B A S S H A M, and Eamon Hardyman. It was also directed by Eamon Hardyman, who also did movies called as such as Pig Girl, <laughs> The Crawling Dead, Zombie Babies, Catholic Ghoul Girls. Vampire Horrors from Outer Space. Sweet. And he, of course, the follow-up movies, Pork Chop 2, Pork Rise Chop of 2. the Rind, and Pork Chop 3D. 3D. <laughs> yes. So they must have really upped their budget then to get to 3D. Uh, <laughs> they had to, though. <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's only on Amazon. Now, let's talk about the cast real quick. We have, um, uh, let's see, we have Dan Hicks, uh, who plays the, he does the voice of Elrond. Uh, he's in 32 Crats, and he's in Evil Dead 2, huh. Maniac Cop, Dark Man, Wishmaster. He's in Spider-Man 2, and uh, the cult movie My Name is Bruce. So he's done some big movies. He's got some experience. So he sounds like he's a Bruce Campbell tag-along. My Name is Bruce, Evil Dead 2, Spider-Man, who is also Sam Raimi. Evie, like, yeah. uh, that's, that's, there's got to be a connection. I'm sure there is. I'm there sure there is. a connection. I, I, I actually... I, yeah, I would guarantee. Then we have uh, Chris Woodall who plays Richie. He's also in Zombie Babies, Pork Chop 3D, and he did the special effects for this movie. Um, 
then <laughs> the guy who plays Mike in this movie, Charles Sullivan, he got the part because he was uh, a bar friend of Eamon <laughs> Hart, the director. He was like, ah, we drink at the bar. You want to be in my movie? All right, let's be in my movie. That's funny. Uh, and then we have the star is Ruby LaRocca. She plays Deborah. She's, in, she's got 72 credits, including Call Girl of Cthulhu, Zombie Christ, then we get some like oh we're getting some good ones huh Bat Babe the Dark Nighty, <laughs> an erotic werewolf in London, Bikini Girls on Dinosaur Planet, Orgasm Torture in Satan's Rape Clinic. <laughs> That's a movie. Rape Clinic. Rape Clinic. Spider Babe. Night of the Groping Dead, oh. and the Lord of the G Strings. The Female Ship of the String. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome. And then I had to bring this up. uh, A cameo appearance in this by Ford Austin, who plays the news reporter, Rich Richards. He's in 96 credits. uh, He's been featured on the show before because he was Jeffrey Dahmer in Dahmer vs. Gacy. Oh, shit. And he was in movies like Aliens vs. A-Holes, The Amazing Bulk, Showgirls 2, also Zombie Babies, uh, and a movie called Slaughter Party, which is on my list to get to eventually. The Amazing Bulk. Amazing bulk. Wasn't it's, that a porno no, porn star? No, no. But I thought it was like this overweight guy, kind of fat guy. With oh, the, there might be, but this he had the, a the wiener movie. that looked like a submarine sandwich. <laughs> he was just like this huge thing. No, the amazing bulk is an incredibly pathetic, like rip off of the Incredible Hulk, and it's like it's done with green screen graphics that look like they came off of like in a, like an old Sega Genesis game, like the <laughs> nice. It's awful. Uh, I've seen, I haven't seen the movie. I want to, but I've seen mm. screenshots and it's, it's so bad. Uh, but the best thing about Fort Austin is he is the owner of what may be the best IMD profile picture of all time. The picture is of a bald, rather toned musk man dressed up as a purple and pink unicorn Striking a very gay-tastic pose, complete with hooves. <laughs> and it, it's fucking hilarious. I've seen it. I remember. It. I think you showed it to me last time. I, yeah. I highly recommend everyone look him up on IMDb just for this picture. It's worth a laugh. It, it's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, love it. So with that said, let's, jump, let's uh, carve up some bacon here. Let's uh, get some. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's go into pork chop. Uh, now, th- we open with a guy and a girl at a lake. They're lakeside. They strip down, go swimming, skinny dipping. Going skinny dipping. Uh, sadly, the first nudity we get in this movie is a dude's ass. So, <laughs> uh, followed by a giant, decent pair of fake, fake but still rather nice titties. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the girl takes her shirt off, and they go into water. We see, uh, and then we see someone lurking through the woods, watching them, and uh, you know, spying on them as they make out in the water. But then they go from making out in the water to like, hey, let's make out on the embankment, and. I also noticed, like, did you notice this when when they get out of the water? Like, they get in the water, the guy's completely naked. When they get out of the water, he's magic got, like, red shorts on. I didn't notice, no. (laughs) No, and and it's funny because when you bring that up, I looked for a lot of continuity errors, which I found a lot Oh, there's a lot, yeah. But I didn't see that one. Yeah, I I didn't notice it my first time around, so I I went back and watched Mm -hmm. because the DVD had an audio commentary. So I went back. I've watched this movie, like, three times now. Oh, poor bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So, yeah, he was naked, and then the very next thing we see him, he's wearing shorts. Uh, so, the basically, they're making out, they're making out, and then he, this guy, he just gets his fucking head split into two by, like, this giant blade. It's uh, like a tree pruner. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of, again, like, the Naginata. Well, or yeah. The thing that Charlie's Farm is on. This one looks much more cheaply made. And yeah, it's, well, it's for, it's like a shitty tree pruner. Is that what you, you know? think it is? Yeah. Okay. 
but whatever it is, yeah, it's a, a, the, the effect is awful. But it's so bad, it's funny. Like, I didn't I think gotta the effect laugh was that bad. I kind of, I thought it I was la- all right. No, I like it was bad enough in a way, but it made me like it. Like I liked how bad it was because you could tell, like you could see where the fake it was and like, the blood. It was, like, it's, but they did it quick enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 it was. But and you've I also like seen it. it three times. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, but it's still good. It's bad, but it's good. It's good. In a, it's bad in a good way. So the blood just covers this half naked girl. She screams. The blade raises back up into the air and it comes down, sli- comes slicing on her. Ending her screams, and um, that's it. Now we roll, roll opening, opening credits. credits, and which I fucking hate these credits, which are pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah, I hate the credits I, so much, um, but I, I get I get why they do what they did, sort of. But I hate it. Like it's it's just black and white footage, like pigs in a, a slaughterhouse, of a slaughterhouse, and, and like, like the abuse, like they're being tasered like and beaten, smashing and, their heads and stuff, like and being it's, killed, like it's brutally disgusting. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, I yeah. hate it so much. Like I'm like, not a vegan or vegetarian, but goddamn, I don't like, like seeing that. I'm an animal lover. Yeah, yeah, I love. I'm is, a big animal this lover. Is, this is you know disturbing footage, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand like we get some backstory later about how this guy grew up in a slaughterhouse or something like that, but still it's like, you don't need to show yeah, don't, that. Yeah, don't because, do that. Because the slaughterhouse never ever comes back into play in the movie. Like, they don't end up at a slaughterhouse right, or anything. Right. It's, just, it's really disturbing footage. I mean, It really yeah, is. It's anybody who is an animal lover or, you know, PETA, I I just yeah, say, like, if you ever do watch the movie, yeah, fast just, forward just, to the credits. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's unpleasant. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, so, uh, but there are also, during this flash of new, newspaper articles about a certain slaughterhouse and, um, and a goose egg, at least what I call it a goose egg in the credits, at the very, very <sighs> end of the credits. You mean an Easter egg? I said, I said, I said yeah. That's why I said goose egg, didn't I? Uh, yeah, 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 Easter egg. Easter egg. Thank you. Was it green jello? Yes! Yes! The very last shot of the credits, there's a quick splice of the old green jello slash green jelly music video from Three Pigs, which most of you probably have no idea what we're talking about. Nope. Good, but this was 90s. But in the like, early 90s. Rock, like, alternative, like, kind of like. Like, 92, 93. It was awesome. And these, these were claymation videos. Um, I love it, it was Green Jelly is now, because they got sued by Jell-O. Jell-O, because <laughs> they used to be called Green Jell-O. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they had some. Check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Awesome music videos, including Son of Sam, Two Can't Son of Sam, uh, Shit, Shit Man, Man, and the Three Pigs ones. Uh, I highly recommend looking them up on YouTube. They're <laughs> so- hilarious. There's goofy weird shit, and they know they're bad. They're not good at music, but they just oh no, they, they not. like we make up for a lack of talent with a I, stupid puppet I, show. And this might not be the best uh, comparison, but for some reason, I kind of I rate them up there with like Guar. Like they were just right, a show. Right. Like they were just like creating. It was all about the weird. show. Yeah. The show, like yeah, and but, they had weird ass songs. But yeah. and just seeing that, like I got such a smile on my face. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving on. After the crash, we meet this British punk rock guy, Ian. And Mike, as they drive down this road, they stop to pick up Mike's girlfriend, Deborah, and her brother, Richie, who is the nerdy character. And Richie likes to wear the shortest green gym shorts and a green polo. He looks ridiculous. With socks pulled all the way up. All the way up, like knee-high socks. Yep. Uh, and, by the way, he has a pet robot named Elron that looks like it was basically made of uh, plastic bucket, cardboard, and spray-painted silver. Yeah, and they glued like a, a Cadillac symbol on the front of it. Yeah, I love I love the Cadillac symbol. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty boring. Um, and Richie tells Ian that he built Elrond, but that something went wrong in the wire, and Elrond is a bit of an asshole. Yeah, he's basically 
AI. Yeah. You know, he's basically artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's like this is the most become AI. Yeah. super advanced robot ever, but he's made out of like washing machine parts. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> it's a fucking like yeah. and like his arms are like a heating venting like, tubing yeah, it's like, like the like ventilation tube. tubing yeah. for like your dryer. Dryer, yeah, thank you. Yeah, like your dryer duct. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have been at like it is the screen is based like a light bright or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the screen. Um so Deborah and Mike they're talking about the relationship and how it's basically on the rocks and at this and she's like we might as well just you know, we're gonna get through a trip but we might as well just break up or something like that. And so this is their last chance yeah. of getting together. And I mean, staying that's together. a great attitude to have going into the trip. Yeah, like, no yeah, shit. We're, we're pretty busy gonna break up, but let's if this, get if this weekend anyway. sucks, we're breaking up. I mean that's if you want not to suck, that's exactly the opposite way to right. do that. Don't start off with such a downer. Uh, so they all pile back in the van, drive off to pick up the rest of the group. Uh, we get Rachel, and just the slight of, sight of Rachel makes Richie come in his pants, like literally come in his pants. <laughs> and the robot tells Rachel about how Richie jerks off to her and just he cocks block Richie the entire movie. Yeah, the robot is a cock blocker. Oh, yeah, major. So, yeah, so the robot's like a character. Yeah. I mean, it's not they, something silly. It's it's basically a yeah, character. Yeah, they really the made him his own character. Which, also, we didn't mention, likes to drink beer and smoke weed. Or yeah. at least his, you know. At least he, his AI eat. thinks he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and next they pick up Courtney, the cheerleader. Uh, Who is in a cheerleading uniform. In the cheerleading uniform to go on a campy trip. Why? I have no fucking idea. Your guess is as good as mine. Other than just like, hey, we want a cheerleader. Put her in a cheerleading uniform. Which sure. Don't be aware to go on a camping trip. Uh, so anyway, now starts the way too long driving, traveling montage. Uh, uh, this seriously feels like the never-ending montage. It goes on and on uh, and on. It's so. It's it's a it's basically a music video because they're playing. So yeah. the the band, what were they called? The bell tones or something i don't know it was it was uh it, you know so the music was done by so it's like this is all unique music for this movie or at least you know oh yeah it's like garage bands like the yeah 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 like yeah like so it's bands. basically they play an entire song and they just have like montage of road trip hey here's a wacky sign hey here we are driving yeah. hey here we are come playing grab ass in the back seat yeah you know it's like oh my God. you don't even see them in the grab all you see is trees and like weird like road, road signs, signs and, like, roadside and, like, attractions. and like roadside attractions you don't even see <laughs> the characters it's just, and it goes on. It's it's, it's like it's, three. It's a full three, four minute yeah, song. Yeah, it just never seems like it's going to end. So it, finally, it does, and the van pulls into the end of the trail camping resort. Mike tells like, "Hey, this is the last stop before we go off the grid. Get our last supplies you want yeah. here." Blah blah blah. So Deb and Rachel go inside to what I'm su- guessing is supposed to be a convenience store, but which is run by two hillbilly rednecks. Right. Um, now the store is really fucking weird because it knows on the back wall. Like you know, like framed or mounted on the back wall is like a schoolgirl's uniform or a costume. Next is something that looks like a horned helmet, like with like a red face. Like, it's a really weird place. Um, and apparently the only thing this store sells is magazines and small bags of chips and beer. And, apparently, and beer by the bottle. Bottle. <laughs> so it's the weirdest store. So Rachel's like, "Hey, do you have a bathroom?" And then that's when the random guy pops up behind the the, the uh, chip chips. Don't go back there. If you go back there, you're doomed. <laughs> Which, of course, you know I love that. I know you love it. It's the first thing I thought when I was like, oh, Aaron, there's something. Oh, Aaron's going to hate this. I think there's a little something for Aaron. There it is. And I did. <laughs> Although I did kind of think it was funny that he said about going to the bathroom. bathroom. You're going to be doomed. 
so outside, Mike's checking the tires. Courtney just comes running up to him and just starts kissing him. And like you're like, what? So, uh, and he, so there's a there's Mike. You know, he's he's the love interest of Rachel. And now cheerleader no, no, comes up. Deborah. Deborah. Pardon me. And then you know, cheerleader comes up and starts making out with him. So uh oh, Mike's dipping the wick in two uh, two oil. Oil Pots, lamps whatever. or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's dipping the wick in two oil lamps. Oil lamp. Yeah. <laughs> God, we suck. We do. <laughs> uh, he like, hey, you got to stop He's that. He's double dirt. dunking his donuts. There we go. There we go. There we go. Double dipping. Well, no, that's... That... Right, fuck it. We're <laughs> not witty today. We're not Sorry. Witty. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, you got to stop that. Deborah's inside. She gets upset at him that because uh, he because he hasn't told Deborah about them yet and they're still together. And he's like, hey, "Listen, I'll tell her after the trip." But he promised, that, you know, I promised to take the brother on this, so you know, I'll do it afterwards. You know that old line, like, yeah, yeah, like I'll get to it. Don't worry. Like, no, honey, I'm gonna divorce my wife. Sure, just yeah, don't yeah, worry about it. Right, this guy's got some balls. I did like yeah. his line. He's like, "God, one day my dick is gonna get me killed." <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, inside, Ian and Mike, they're talking to the Hillbilly store clerks, uh, Bert and Teddy. Uh, Teddy's the skinny one. Uh, he's reading an old Alf comic book, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's played by the director, Eamon Hardiman. And Mike's like, hey, we're heading up to Camp Riverbend. And that's when Bert, the heavyset guy, uh, tells like, oh, that's a fine place if you want to go on a picnic with your family. But by the looks of them, he's guessing, you know, you want to throw around a bit. You, you want to go party. party. So he tells it, Mike and Ian, like, don't go, fuck Riverbend. You want to go to Camp Wood. That's where the shit's at. And he gives these really convoluted nonsense directions. And, and he's this like, is so long. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, oh, but whatever you do, don't go into the cabins. And um, But even though you just said so long, I got to say, I kind of like Bert in this movie. He's one of my favorite characters. No. <laughs> I totally opposite. I hated those guys. Oh, they just kept going and going and yeah, going. I would say there's sometimes it, it's, his it's, rambling I, gets I get a bit what long. they're going for, yeah. and it's like the wacky kind of hillbilly, hey, good old bang bang, woohoo, you know. And they have some pretty decent lines here and there, and it's it's not bad, but it's too much. I it's like you're yeah. just it's it's like five minutes straight of this shtick. That's like yeah, just they, they could cut, cut it, it in half. They, yeah. could, they could reduce it and maybe just tighten that shit tighten up. up. But uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. So Ian and Mike, they get their beer, they head out, and on the way, that that, that weird guy from, pops up again behind the chips. It's like, Camp Wood. Yeah. You're, you're all doomed. doomed. Which is <laughs> But I love Bert. Bert responds saying, that's it. I've had about enough of you. I'm about to slap the pork piss right out of your mouth, which I'm so, that made, it made me laugh the way he delivered the line. I, I did like, he's just like, that's all you ever say. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this guy's thing. He just hides behind the chips and says, don't go there. You're, you're doomed. doomed. <laughs> so I kind of like that because you know how much I've said yeah. it time and time again, if you're a listener, yes, I hate that cliche shit so I know much. You know. And that's why like, when he, so when he, again, when he like, said, Okay, that's all you ever say. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so after the group leaves, uh, a news report comes on a TV. Which, by the way, I get this. This was, I think, this is supposed to take place in the 80s. It's, it's shot in mine, but it's supposed to be in the 80s. But seriously, how often? Like, you don't see like news reports just pop on TV anymore. Like, attention, attention. Like, when does that actually? Why is it always? It's so convenient in movies. It always happens. The right time, oh, every time. Oh, of course, of course. You gotta love it. Uh, and anyway, so it's uh, the report. He's uh, talking about murders at two girls at Camp Wood, uh, and that's it. Uh, and then we go to 
back outside of the group. They're gathering. Although around. I do like because at this point the Bert's like, oh shit, I just told him to go to K Wood, and then the guy who tells him to do it goes, see, I told you. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot that. about that part. That yeah. was good. Um, so the groups gather outside, um, or they're sitting around outside, and there's a short conversation that ends basically with Ian says, well, now that we all know a bit more about each other, why don't we start the party? And that's when they all jump up into the air, fist raised, they scream out, yeah! 80s style. Freeze frame on the midair, <laughs> and we transition to more fucking driving. So yeah. we straight up 80s style freeze frame that shit. Oh, something you neglected to mention. Okay, what I forget. Was uh, when he was talking with Bert and what's the other guy's name? Teddy. Teddy. Uh, the English punk rocker Ian, Ian was gifted a mason jar of oh, moonshine. moonshine. Yeah. And he's like, hey, buddy, welcome to the United States. Have some moonshine. It's, it's, it's the real deal. So he's like, okay. So Yeah, I, I, yeah you're right. I, I do talk, comment about the moonshine later, but yeah, he gets it there. That's where he gets it. So, good point. Uh, they finally arrive at Camp Wood. Elrond tells Rachel that Richie uses his Commodore 64 to print out pictures of naked ladies with her head superimposed on them to jerk off to them. Again, just being a complete dick. Cock blocking. Yep. Uh, the group unloads and they start their hike to find the camping spot. And again, we see someone watching them from one of the cabins as they walk by. Um, but again, I have to stop and mention that just how unprepared these guys are for their camping trip. Because <laughs> they, as we see them walk off, they have like no gear with them. They have like one backpack, one dinky little tent. Someone's carrying a bucket of lawn, lawn darts. Lawn darts, thank you for very much. But no food, <laughs> no cooler, no sleeping bags, no clothes, nothing <laughs> for a weekend camping trip. There you go. Uh, finally, the group finds a camp spot. Deborah sends Ian and Richie off to get firewood. Uh, and Deborah mentions uh, Carrie and Pete. And Rachel's like, they should have been here by now. So we get Carrie and Pete are the... uh, Naked couple in the beginning. Yes, exactly. But there's a major flaw with this logic, being that Rachel says that Carrie and Pete should have been here by now. So that would indicate that the group had a predetermined meeting spot, that they had agreed to meet here. But we just saw them wandering around and randomly picking this spot. It's like, oh, this one looks like good. And they were originally supposed to be at a different campsite. Thank you. That's my very next point. They all they agreed, yeah, we're all going to Camp Wood. And they just changed, you know, spontaneously changed to Camp. No. They were going to go to some River other Bend, camp. Yeah. And they go to Camp Wood. So Kane and Pete had no idea they were even going to be there. Right. They, they, they would be at Riverbend, which means... Porkchop gets around if he killed him at Riverbend, where they were originally going to go. He puts in the miles, yeah, man. Yeah, he does. You know, You'd think he'd be thinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think he'd be a little more svelte, yeah. you know, with that cardio in. So He must eat a lot. Uh, so we go back to Ian and Richie, uh, and Ian's like telling Richie that his robot pal is going to be eating Rachel's clam soup unless Richie steps up and puts an end to that. Now, I like the dynamic between Richie and Ian. You like that? I like, like, yeah, they kind of like the... I guess supposed to be like the buddy, buddy. Yeah, they just meet for the first time. Ian's the punk rock British guy, and Richie's this nerdy. And Ian's kind of trying to take him under his wing and help Mm -hmm. him get laid. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I like like their dynamic. You know, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to get you some beers. We're going to get you laid. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I I uh, like Ian. I like, I must say, I like Ian too. It it came pretty much, it's Ian and Bert were the the only two characters I really had any real feeling towards Mm -hmm. any kind of like, okay, they're, they're, Tolerable, at least. Right. Um, so at this point, the sound in the movie sucks. Like it's <sighs> yeah, it's, it's constantly changing. Every not just every scene, but every time they cut camera angles, it alters the quality of the sound. Yeah, yeah. 
it gets really annoying really bad. Uh, we cut to the night, and the group's drinking, partying around a campfire. Uh, so that also means another montage, which seems to go on and on. Which it does. Yeah. Again, another whole song. Yeah. Uh, during this, we also see Rachel. She's talking to the robot and basically kind of flirting with the robot, and which is just fucking weird and bonkers to think about some a girl's <laughs> flirting with a robot. Um, so... You know what I just thought? The, the robot is like a, a bigger version of the, uh, hey, actually, the, the, what was that Nintendo robot? You know what I'm talking about? Robbie. Robbie the robot. Robbie the yeah, robot, yeah. Kind of reminds me of Robbie the robot, just bigger. That's a really, but with shittier arms. Much shittier. Robbie the robot was better constructed than this thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Robbie the robot was shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so luckily, Ian comes over and he's like, hey, hey, I just put an end to that. Uh, he's looking out for Richie. And and then Rachel, she leaves. She goes over to sit next to Richie, and she's like, "Hey, would you like to go on a walk with me?" And so the two of them go off in, into dark woods. Yeah, at night. The li- like the sound is bad, but the lighting's really bad too. They're not using any artificial light; they're no. using a, just the light from the campfire. Yeah. It's really hard to see. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they actually they talked about that in the commentary about the lighting. Um, Mike, you know, as, while they're gone, Mike starts the ghost story of the urban legend of pork chop uh, to the people that are still around the fire, and basically the story breaks down like. Uh, Goes at the, uh, uh, near a a nearby pig farm uh, that is close to the camp wood. There's this family. The son was forced to watch his father slaughter his favorite pig. Um, his son was really upset about this, his favorite pig being slaughtered. His father. Enraged, punched, and screaming how much he hates you. I hate you, father. So the, as punishment, the son was locked into a room in the back of the barn filled with pig corpses. And every day, the father gave the son pieces of his favorite pig to eat, but the son refused to eat them and ate mice, bugs, and anything else he could get his hands on. And then one day, the father accidentally left the door unlocked. The son escapes, creeps into the house, and takes the same knife that his father used to kill the pig and gutted both of his parents in their, in their sleep and then turned his parents' flesh into bacon, which he then ate. And now he's, he lives out in these woods in some cabin and still hungry for human flesh. So that's the, yeah, that's the real quick rundown backstory we get for Pork Shop. Um, so after the story, we join Richie, Richie and Rachel out in the woods. Um, oh, also, there's a shot of uh, Elrond before they do a quick shot to Elrond. And we're talking about continuity. Uh, if you notice, the, the Kallax symbol has fallen off at yes, this point. Yes, yes. Because uh, it, the, the heat from the fire melted the glue that held it on. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to keep sticking it on. There's shots where it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. <laughs> they kept going back and forth. Um, so she's like, so Rachel's like, hey, Richie, I like you. And she's flirting with him a little bit. And she's like, hey, what, you know, you have a drunk out girl on the woods. What are you going to do about that? And he's like, um, uh, uh. yeah, he has anything. He's like, she takes his shirt off. Boop, out come boobies. And Rachel is not a fan of bras. She doesn't wear a bra throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and she has some nice little tits. Uh, and she also has a nice little tramp stamp. Uh, she grabs Richie's hands, like, puts around her boobs. Like, come on, let's do this. Let's do this. Richie pulls his hand back, embarrassed, saying that he got his junk caught in his zipper yesterday. Rachel's like, fine. And she just turns and walks away. That's the lamest excuse. Yeah. Dude, I'd be like, I don't care. It's a bloody stump. <laughs> if this is my fantasy girl, which, yeah, it is, which it is, you know, I mean, I'm gonna do anything I can to yeah. get to get going. Exactly. I mean, goddamn, at least finger her, go down and do something. Yeah, like, this make is gonna, up for it. This my is dick your looks chance. terrifying right now, but oh. uh, it's gonna be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready, girl. You're ready for weirdness. Uh, 
which she's obviously okay with weirdness based on stuff that comes up later. Uh, back at the <laughs> camp, Ian is getting hammered on the moonshine. Rachel walks up to him and Trippin asks if he wants to fuck. Like, she just wants to get it on. She's like, yeah. Richard Trippin, now, Ian, you want to bang me? And he's like, no. He actually turns her down. That's why I like Ian. He's like, that's why I like Ian, because Ian's just like, you know what? No. Yeah. He's... He, you got a perfectly hot girl asking you to bang. Yeah. You know, and because Ian's... Yeah, Rachel's the best-looking girl in the movie. Yeah, Ian's totally, you know, bros before hoes. He's just like, nah, Well, nah. it's that and the fact that we also learned, at the, like, earlier I didn't mention, but he has, his eye, he has his eyes set on Courtney. That's true, but still, even... I mean, imagine yourself in this situation, if you will, for a moment. Yeah, sure, you got eyes for Courtney. But still, you got this perfectly good hot chick coming up to you, basically throwing it at you. Yeah. Are you really going to try what – you got a sure thing right there, ready to go. Which, at one thing, this guy is really – plus, he's drinking moonshine. They're all drunk, which means – I don't know if I'd buy that because they're both drunk. Would you – not – would a sober man turn down? Yeah, he'd have more cousins. But somebody drunk on moonshine, the hot girl, like, I was like, mm, I That's think. why he's a he's a true bluer. All right. Bros before hoes. That's right. All right. Yeah, uh, that's why I like him. So, what's Rachel do? Well, she moves on to the next best option – the robot. He asked Ian <laughs> if the robot has any juice left in it, and he's like, no, it's recharging. Rachel, very unhappy, walks off. So in comes Richie to join Ian. They sit down. Richie drinks moonshine, which causes Richie to instantly, instantly pass out. Takes a sip of it. He's done. He's out. Uh, Mike comes out of his tent behind Ian with his zipper wide open, which it's not even his open. It's, it, it's, it's like torn, it's torn open. open. Yeah, his pants are torn open, which I don't understand. Uh, and he tells Courtney in the other tent that he's going to Brown Town and leaves. Moon tells him, hey, I'm going to Brown Town. And then Courtney pops her head out saying, hey, I want to go to Brown Town too. Does that mean in the ass? I hope, I hope so. so. And she goes off to follow after Mike. Uh, <laughs> Ian gets up, wanders off, only to stumble upon Mike banging Courtney from behind up against a tree. So Ian's like, motherfucker, Mike, you knew I was into her. Like, God damn it. Courtney screams out, pull my hair, fuck me like a chainsaw, but don't you dare come in me. But Mike does anyways. He, he told mm-hmm. you to fuck me with a chainsaw. Fuck me like a chainsaw. Now, in the 1980s, the movie's Heathers. Have you seen Heathers? Yeah. And that's one of the Heathers quotes. Is she, you know, she's just like annoyed with it. She's like, ugh, fuck me with a chainsaw. So again, 80s reference. Well, this isn't fuck me with a well, chainsaw. Yeah, still, still, still. Fuck me like a chainsaw. Still, I'd say I don't know if that's quite a reference. I, I mean, obviously this comes back later, uh, but I, I don't know. I didn't put that. Maybe, but uh, I didn't put that one together. Again, Ian's pissed off at this because uh, Mike knew he told Mike he was like, "Hey, I'm into the court," and you know, and as far as Mike knows or Ian knows, his, yeah, this is his chance. He already yeah. got a girlfriend, Debra. He could mm-hmm. be banging her. Um, so he goes back to the camp. Mike and Courtney have some post-sex chit chat. The best part is when Mike just becomes super douche. And he mentions something like, oh, yeah, because uh, you know she says, well, what if I get pregnant? Well, but first of all, it's not even that. He's like, you know, uh, like, oh yeah, uh, you're still fucking Deborah, right? And he's like, like, oh yeah, like, are you gonna fuck Deborah? He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna give it another shot. Sorry, but he's like, basically, yeah, I just fucked you, but you're done. So, yeah, I'm going back to my girlfriend I just now. Came inside you now. I'm gonna. I'm telling you to your face. I'm going back to my girlfriend, who's also here. Yes. Yeah, and then Courtney, yeah, this is when Courtney says, you just came to me, and Mike says, oh, yeah, if it comes to that, I'll help pay for the abortion. Oh, Bertha Hillbilly does it for 10 bucks with a coat hanger. 
But so Ugh, I, bad. I, Ugh, like, I got a, a twenty. You got ten. It's, <laughs> a, it's a pretty vile abortion joke. Yeah, there. it's like it's oh, pretty dark. That's so. Uh, Mike just went from uh, like kind of normal guy to super like, douche. Ugh. We go back to drunk Ian, who has now stumbled upon his, this old house, and he goes inside, turns on the light, uh, and he actually makes a comment about how shocked he is that this place actually has power. Because I was about to comment on that too, but yeah. he did in the movie. Like, okay. And after a very brief look around, he decides to leave, but not until. He takes his shit in the fireplace. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's like, oh, I got a mean shit coming. You could take, you know, 10 seconds, look around for the bathroom. Yeah. Or at least a toilet. It doesn't have to be working. I'd still want to sit on something yeah. or have some area where it'd be, exactly. you know, where shit goes. You could sit on the edge of a tub or something. The place is going to have a bathroom. But, yeah. Uh, and so now the sound effects and Ian's acting are incredibly over the top in this scene. Like, Overboard, like it's too much. Uh, I mean, it goes from trying to be like, what kind of shit is he taking? Yeah, it, it goes to it almost becomes slapstick at this point. It's like a hawk uh, coming out the back of his or, ass, or like something you see like an old like Adam Sandler movie. Like it's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so during his massive shit, he grabs his crappily made God's Eye, mm-hmm. which he calls Debbie Gibson, and it basically grips down on like bear down on it while you help him shit faster or better. Uh, and again, this this scene goes on. Really long, way too long, in my opinion, for what's supposed to be a quick. I mean, it does need to be like you could get cut it in half, or even three fourths of the takeaway, <laughs> or just not fucking do it. Exactly, <laughs> I, I, I agree too. It doesn't yeah. need to be there at all. It, there's so the only point is that he okay after he shits, he he. It's funny because as soon as he gets the shit, he stands up immediately, and you can tell like he never even pulled his pants down, so technically he would have been shitting in his pants. Um. But then he sits down in his shit. Like, they don't show, but that's the pretty... They make this... Yeah, he's like, oh, and he goes, bloody Ugh. And then he just passes out. So he sits in his shit and passes out in his shit. So the whole point of the scene is basically just to have him come into his house to pass to out. Be, to be passing out. Which yeah. he doesn't have... You could do that without, without him the shit. shit show. Yeah, without <laughs> the shit. You, you don't need it. it. It's It was just poorly... Again, like... Cheap pop. Cheap, yeah, it's cheap. Like real. Re- real blue for no reason there. You yeah, know, like... Lowbrow, yeah, and I like lowbrow, but that's bull. in the right in the right spots, yeah, yeah. I get, but this, but this is, is not it wasn't the, forced, here. Yeah. yeah. So back to camp, Mike crawls back into his tent with Deborah, who wakes up. He's like, "Hey, where have you been?" They talk. She ends up kissing him. She strips off her shirt. They start making out, but uh, she stops once she notices that he's not getting hard, and he's like, "Wait, what's up?" With-? She wants like, "What's up with that?" Do a little hurricane, <laughs> a little hurricane there. Oh, a little, a little oh. WWF a little hurricane. hurricane. What's up with that? Stand back. There's a, a hurricane, hurricane coming through. <laughs> oh my god! He just referenced hurricane. <laughs> Jesus, I got all sorts of crazy references. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she wants to know what's up with that, and uh, Mike tells her that he was out walking with Corey, but they were just talking. We we're just talking, honey. We didn't do anything. Deborah not buying She's like, not having it. Fuck it. Kicks him out of the tent. Uh, Mike lays down near passed out Richie. And a suddenly, you know, did you notice here the hole in his pants suddenly went from like a little hole to like this a giant gaping. Like, like, like the entire front of his pants are missing. Like what happened? And how did someone get a hole that big, like the size of a grapefruit? Did in they the mention front of the this pants? in the commentary? No, I kept waiting for that. I was like, why are you not talking about this giant hole in his pants? Just huge rip. Yeah, huge. Massive. It goes from a big rip to a gigantic rip. And then the very next morning, they, you know, we get a shot of this bloody arm in a pristine river. And Mike gets woken up by the three girls. And 
they said, oh, Ian, we can't find Ian. But when he Mike gets up, his the pants rip, are fine. The rip is gone. They're like, oh, now we got to change his <laughs> like, How long did it take him to realize he's walking around with these giant rips in his pants before they changed it? <sighs> it's ridiculous. It's like, what the hell? Or was this shot first? Was that shot last? Like, or were they just like, this is the only pair of pants we, we have? Got, like, did they shoot? Yeah, did, they, did that, sh- that did they shoot that scene first? And then they got ripped. Like, well, fuck. Fuck. Like, we're out in the woods all day. Yeah. We got to keep rolling. Like, how do you not notice that or <laughs> do something about that? Or try to explain it. Yeah, at least explain it somehow. Uh, I mean, if you if you have five minutes for a shooting scene, you can afford three yeah. seconds. Like, oh, yeah, I ripped my pants on a stick. I got caught right, on a stick right, or something. Five minutes for a shit scene. <laughs> you can drop ten seconds to explain oh, away I'll a rip. I my pants. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Oh, man, I ripped my pants. Yeah. Done. <laughs> so... Uh, so anyway, so they, he, Mike learned. Okay, Ian's missing. So what's mm. the very first thing Mike comes up with? Why splitting up? Of course, split up. Yeah, split it up. And he tells Rachel to take the robot to go north, Richie east, wah, while wah. Deborah and himself go west. Why would she take the robot? Exactly, it's got to be Richie. Yeah, it makes sense. Richie take the robot. Any sense? I for... totally agree. It's just. Uh, come on. I thought it's like if the logic is like why? Yeah, I thought the same thing. There's zero reason. Why Mike would put her and the robot together? You would put Richie and the robot together. He's the guy who created it. Yeah. but And then Courtney refuses to leave camp. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. She's kind of scared of the pork chops. So like, I'm not leaving the camp. I'm staying here. Um, and we, Yeah, his pants are fixed. So uh, Mike tells him, you know, hey, go out. Get back by dark, regardless if we find him or not. And then uh, I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, if we don't find him, I'm sure someone at Camp Riverbend has a radio. He says that, and I'm like, hello? You're at Camp Wood. Yes! You, it's clear as that you're at Camp Wood, not Riverbend. So how the fuck are you going <laughs> to... Damn it. They can't even keep... The Rise can't even keep track of where their own characters are. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So they head off on their separate paths to look for Ian, and we cut the mic winding around the woods, and after a bit, uh, we hear, like, wood banging sound, like wood banging on water. So it's a, yeah. Kind of, and it's, almost like, like it's a definitely bongo. a clacking like, Yeah, sound. like wood clacking or something. And Mike is then hit over the head with a mallet, and he's knocked out. We jump to Rachel and the robot. The ra- robot's like, hey, I want to take a break. And they sit down and start talking. Okay. Now, the robot pretty much comes right out. This robot says, says Rachel, you want to fuck. Like, I want to fuck you. He's like, basically like, so I heard last night you are having a hard time getting laid, essentially, is what he's saying. Yeah. And he's just like, I can do it. You still want it. I can help you with that. I got that. I got it. And it's like, uh, she wants like, I don't think you can. Are you a dickless robot? And he's like, and that's when the robot whips out his apparently giant robot cock while saying technology is a wonderful thing. Rachel looks at the robot cock as jaw it, it, dropped. Jaw dropped. And it's like, can I touch it? And the robot says, you can do more than touch it. And then we cut away. But we never see it. You never see it. Damn it. You I want to see, see robot you cock. You want to see robot cock. Yes. It was probably just like a, 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 a paper towel roll painted silver or something. <laughs> <laughs> My guess. <laughs> Or we couldn't get another pink dildo or pink vibrator. We've had a couple recently. Oh god, like a little, like, been... if, if a little like square, like hatch dropped down, like a pink dildo popped <laughs> out. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this thing's not like a fuck machine. You see, I mean, it's not like anything <laughs> like that. It just, it, it's oh god. So uh, we cut to Richie looking for Ian. He hears a noise. He goes off to check it out, and he comes to a tree to find. And he pops out from a tree, and he finds the robot. Fucking Rachel, doggy style. Yep. With suck, sink that in. She's fucking a robot and screaming, "Oh my god, fuck me, C three PO, fuck me." She's topless, mind you. 
and she is topless. The yeah. problem is though, her, she she's wearing a denim miniskirt, but yeah, she it's it's pulled never, down. Yeah, it's not. It's, they never pulled it down or up, so you can tell. Like, she's completely. There's no there's way. No way. No, yeah, no way she could penetrate. But still, the idea that this character would fuck a robot in the middle of the woods. Doggy style. It's just yeah. bonker. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> God damn it. That's pretty fun. <laughs> so both of them look up and see Richie. The robot says, see, Richie, I win again, you fucking douche. Yeah, and, he goes, and his face gets, like, mean. It's like, got, like, the slanted eyebrows. Got, at and first, he's grin. got kind of this weird look. Like, it looks like he's going, ooh. Like, his lips are round. And, like... When I say his face, it's like a, it's a it's a light bright. It's like it's, a, it's very light bright s. Yeah, it's yeah. like two like two squares for an eye and it's like a really small re- or yellow rectangle for and a mouth. And then when he starts shit, he's basically shit talking Ricky with his mean mug. His mean <laughs> mug. His mean mug. While like, he's banging his girl. Yeah, and he's just like, you see what I did? I win. <laughs> <laughs> Richie runs off crying and screaming. Rachel's disgusted at this. Uh, yeah, she's disgusted at the robot's filthy mouth and meanest, but she's not disgusted enough to fuck him. I, you, you, right. Uh, so when so, she does reply, come on, you know it was all good. Suck my robot dick. dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he, he says, you tasted the grease. Now, yeah. <laughs> suck my robot cock. <laughs> robot cock. And she's like, she calls the robot an asshole, picks up her shirt, she storms off. We go back to Mike as he begins to start regaining consciousness, and we see the legs of the killer walk up to or what's well, pork chop and off to Mike, and he stabs him in the hand with a tent spike, pinning his hand to the ground. Mike starts pleading with the killer to leave me alone. He tries bargaining with the killer, saying his dad drives a DeLorean, which is a sweet <laughs> reference '80s car. Yeah, there, yeah. but dad drives a DeLorean. I'm sure you have that. The killer impales Mike's other hand with another tent spike. He take the uh, pork chop takes a few steps back. And then drops a green croquet ball on the ground, which I guess he just happens to carry those around with him. <laughs> Pulls out a croquet mallet now, and then like hits the ball, the ball with the mallet like playing croquet Mike's in face, Mike's face, but <laughs> it doesn't really hurt him. It's it, just like an ow. And he's like just toying with him. He's like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna fuck with you. He's like, yeah, just smacks him in the head with a croquet ball. And then the, uh, he walks up to Mike, and now we see Porkchop for the first time, and he's a very large, uh, heavy set man. Dirty, torn overalls. No shirt underneath. No shirt. And he wears a full face, full head covering pig mask, which is pretty good. Yeah. It, it's probably the best, uh, I won't say effect, but I mean, it, it, it's not. The mask was cool. Compared to how cheap and everything it else. Looks it looks like it he hollowed out a pig's head and put it's it on. It's really good. I will say mm-hmm. the pig mask is actually really good. Um, So uh, Porkchop then takes them out, uses the cave in Mike's face. And then just drags Mike's body away. So Mike's death. Mike, yeah. He's laying there unconscious. He's kind of in, a, I guess, a Jesus Christ pose, if yeah. you will. Arms arms akimbo. Or yeah. Design. All right. So he's laying there. He stakes one hand. I get it. But there's zero, like, his body doesn't move. He doesn't react. He doesn't roll over and try and pull it out. He just lays in that same pose Right. when one hand is stuck down. You know, it's like... Yeah. yeah, I thought. Yeah, I see it, but that is yeah. weird. Like he doesn't like try to get up or pull it out or remove or, or sit up fight, or... or fight back. Grant, he's still waking up from being knocked unconscious, but still, I think the yeah the I... sh- being stabbed to the hand with a tent spike would kind of bring you back to your senses a bit more. And like, what? Okay, gotta self defense time. Go self preservation. Yeah. Kick fight in. or flight would happen. Yeah. You know, it's like I didn't. I didn't like that. That's a really good point. I didn't yeah, like he, that. he just kind of lays there and takes it. I, I would have liked it better if he just would have woken up 
tied down or hell already staked. Yeah. Something like that. That would know? be cool when he wake up and he finds his hands mm-hmm. staked down. That would have been, yeah, that would have been pretty good. That would be much better. So that would be a much more better explanation. Yeah. You know, I mean, because if you get the one hand spiked, you know, I could understand you like kind of laying there kind of in fear, like what's going on. All of a sudden one hand, bam, ah, and then you got to do something. I mean, he, 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 he doesn't even move. Even if like you're, you're laying down like, like arms open, spreading, you go like crucified stuff, and one hand gets spiked. Your, the pain is that you loan you. Your instinct is like the grab right, what right. the pain. Exactly. So your arm would just naturally come exactly. over. But it does, yeah, you're right. He just lays there. He doesn't. He doesn't move at all. Yeah. It's weird. It's just. It's so unnatural. It is. You're right. It's, it's yeah. very. It is. It's very unnatural. Um. So we go back to Rachel, who's trying to catch up to Richie, so she can like apologize and all that. She trips, and when she lifts up her head, her eyes are closed <laughs> and her face is covered in mud. Uh, but <laughs> her eyes are still closed, and she goes into this long monologue. Drawn- <laughs> <laughs> Big, I'm sorry we can work this out. I really like you. Apology monologue. And then she finally wipes the mud from her eyes, which I call bullshit on, just because the first thing a normal person would do would be to wipe their eyes clean after being face planted full of mud uh, and not give a two-minute-long speech right. about, you know. <laughs> she regrets fucking a, a robot. robot without, with mud in her eyes. Going, I'm sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, she oh, as soon as she opens her eyes, Pork chop appears right in front of her. She screams. He grabs her by the hair and it punches her or stabs her with some sort He's of curved holding... item. It's yeah. something. I have no idea what this is, whether it was a large it's tooth. It's real fast. It was a tooth like or a, a tusk. stick. Yeah, tusk. I don't fucking know. It happens so fast and it's so blurry. You, I have no idea what it is. All I know is regards to the kill's fucking lame. It sucks. Yeah. Um. So probably the worst. It's probably the worst kill in the movie. Um, so night has fallen again, and we go back to Courtney alone at the camp, sitting next to the campfire. Deborah's come back. They talk, and this somehow leads to Courtney telling Deborah that she fucked Mike last night, and oh yeah, she might be preggers, but hey, we can still be friends, right? I got cheerleading practice. Maybe you can babysit for me. Yeah, <laughs> mind you, it's pitch black. Is that where she says the babysitting line from? Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense now. I get it later. Okay. Uh, Courtney rambles on and on as the fed up Deborah just walks away from camp and Courtney's still talking. And it's pitch black. It's pitch black. Pitch black, fire roaring. Yeah. So it's not pitch black because there's a fire roaring, but yeah. It's dark outside. It's dark, it's, yeah. It's, it's dark, dark, but there's a... It's dark, dark. Yeah. It's not dusk or twilight, yeah. Uh, we cut to the robot now. Where oh, it is now, Morning! dusk. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's what I was getting at. Okay, that's where you're going at. Yeah, yeah I forgot that was the next thing. Yeah, it goes from like, mid- like midnight, 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning to like morning, like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. It, it's bright light. Like, what? Such a continuity here. Yeah, and so Porkchop comes up behind Elrond. Elrond's the sitting there and he's just like, well, you did, you, you did good there, Elrond. And he's missing the Cadillac yeah, symbol. Cadillac. His face is off. There's no screen on his Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. We, let's talk about this right now because uh, before I go on, uh, we should, we can talk about it. The robot's face is basically just, again, a super shitty light bright, but there's no consistency to it. It's on. It's off. It's on. It's off. I mean, there's several times where the face, when it has a face or at least facial expressions, it sees, and the rest of the time it's talking and moving or supposed to be moving, and it's just a black screen. There's nothing there. Right. There's no rhyme or reason to when this mm. thing is on, the face is on or off. It makes zero sense. Uh, so anyway, Porkchuck comes up behind the robot, 
kicks the robot, which pretty much explodes into pieces. It. It's basically hanging on by a fucking... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't, like, ex- it doesn't explode or break on impact. It just explodes in air. Like, as soon yeah, as it kicks... It just it, kicks it to pieces. Um, and then proceeds to hack at it with an... A- hack at the remaining piece with an axe. So, there goes the robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, we go back to Courtney at the camp. And holy shit, it's night again. Yeah. It, it's just... Now it's it, night again. Night again, so I don't know what's happening. This, I don't know what's happening in this movie. The laws of time do not exist in this movie. It's... it's who knows? It's night, it's day, it's it's whatever they want it to be. Uh, they hear a no- She hears a noise, and she calls out, like, who's there? Who is it? She gets no response. She stands up, and that's when she starts hearing, like, the pig squealing and grunting yeah. noises in the dark. Yeah. Uh, and she starts backing him. She backs into Porkchop. And he pork chop gets a little handsy here. Yeah, he starts like feeling up her leg, like groping her leg, and he gets pretty damn close to straight up grabbing Vag in this. Like he's like right about there. How dare you pork chop? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Courtney bashing up. people to death. Okay, but hands off the lady. Yeah, you come know. on now. Um, let's keep it classy. <laughs> Courtney, she finally musters up the courage to finally run away. It's basically scampers. Yeah, uh, pork chop stalks after. And she decides instead of hiding behind, she's going to climb a tree in hopes of getting away from pork chop, um, which is in itself the worst about to say, idea. It's not, not a bad no, plan. No, it's really not a bad bad of a plan. He's a big giant dude. The only problem and all is people don't always look up. They look straight yeah. ahead or down. They don't yeah. always look up. So in itself, idea in theory, not bad. In execution, very poorly done. Yeah. She, doesn't, she doesn't really hide. She just gets up like the lowest branch possible, which has no. Like leaves or branches of the right, highway, she just yeah, basically it's like here I am, <laughs> and um, so now he appears with a gas-powered like tree trimmer pole saw. Where where he gets this thing, I have no fucking clue because he, he certainly just, didn't have it five seconds ago at the camp. He just boop, just yeah, magic appears. <laughs> there it is, and this thing's like four to five feet long. And At least we, not longer, yeah. It's and he's, we see him raise like this limb cut or whatever up towards Courtney in the tree. And the very next shot, we see Courtney bleeding from the mouth as she's supposed like, to be getting shredded from below by this saw. But it looks like she's just humping a tree. Yeah, well, she, while, while puking blood. While puking blood. I mean, she's literally like going up and down. Like, she looks like she's humping a tree. And eventually we get a better view of what's happening. And Porkchop has shoved the chainsaw, chainsaw tree, tree trimmer thing. up into her crotch. And, now, and he is fucking her with the chainsaw. Fucking her with the chainsaw. But now keep in mind, like I said, we just, when we first see this pole saw, it's like four to five feet long. But apparently he has managed to shove this thing so far up into her that only the handle, like the hilt of the handle is visible out of her crotch. Which means there would be like three or four feet of saw blade <laughs> inside of and a metal rod shoved up inside of her. She would be split in half like a goddamn banana peel. Right. In, in like an instant. In an instant. And she is, her death is long. It is a long death. <laughs> she's like getting fucked to death she by a chainsaw. She spits up blood twice. Twice. <laughs> and she would be, there would be nothing left. She'd be eviscerated into bloody chunks. But she's just spitting up a little blood and going, like humping <laughs> a goddamn chainsaw <laughs> in a tree. <laughs> so... Well, this whole fucking scene is bonkers. It just the 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 close ups of her and Porkchop really make it look like she is fucking her. Like, he, yeah. Did you see like a shot of him from blowing? He's sitting there going up and down with his yep. chainsaw like a like, goddamn. And she's like, bobbing up and down. And she's bobbing up and God down. damn it! And, and again, she looks like she's getting off on it rather than being brutally murdered. Right. 
Finally, her dead body falls out of the tree and lands at Porkchop's feet, which now, by the way, is holding a regular chainsaw. This weapon has changed so many times. <laughs> Where'd the tree trimmer go? This guy's a goddamn wizard. <laughs> Poof. Poof. New Gone. weapon. We cut to death. Poof. It's daytime. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> we cut to Deborah walking through the woods as she comes upon Richie crying up against a tree. And he tells her about Rachel fucking the robot. And he's like, she tries to comfort him. Uh, and tells him, hey, go back to camp. You know, I'll be there. And he, so he does. He goes back to the camp. Deborah gets even more pissed off seeing that someone's hurt her brother's feelings. You know, he's hurt. So she picks up this large stick and it goes on the hunt for the robot. Like, Elrond, get your, I'm going to kick your She's going to bash Elrond. Yeah. Um, and she comes across the, she does come across the bust up remains of the robot. Um, and seeing this, she drops the stick. She's like, oh, somebody beat me to it. He's dead. All right. I don't oh, need a well. stick anymore. Um, also, I want to make a quick comment. Like, she comes across all the sites, like all that make it is perfectly. Like, apparently, what ha- this all this happened like in a matter of like like ten yards of, around, like this like ten diameter foot radius. Yeah, or like, something. It's in this, yeah. like she goes to the left. Oh, there's a robot. She turns right. Oh, there's a dead body. Like, apparently, yeah. this stuff all happened. Like, they're all right next to each other, but yet nobody sees or hears anybody screaming. <laughs> Nobody hears Corny get gutted and eviscerated by a chainsaw. Chainsaws are pretty loud. Exactly, pretty but nobody even hears loud. the chainsaw in the woods at night, which would echo really loudly. Nobody hears screaming. Uh, so where was I? Uh, and, okay, okay. So she now she hears a noise, and, and again, one of the oddest moves in horror movie history, in my opinion. Instead of looking behind her or start looking around her for where the noise came from, she looks. Up, up! God damn it! She, she up. Is she expecting death from above? Is Porkchop gonna come like parachuting out of the sky like a goddamn army ranger, like airborne trooper? Like, why is she looking up? War pigs, baby. War pigs. Actually, that's what I, my basic training. We were war pigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but but what makes it even weirder is that she hasn't even seen Porkchop yet, or know that anybody's dead yet. So why all is she she's seen is Elrond's... a busted up robot? Yeah. Which could have been Richie for all we know, or somebody else. Sure. Like, why is she looking up in terror at this? Like, it makes zero sense. This whole, it's just so weird. So she wanders further, and she comes to Richie's dead, uh, Rachel's dead body again. When I say further, not very far. She took like five steps to the left, yeah. and there's Rachel's dead body. To which she kind of starts crying and freaking out. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. She freaks out at her sight, but realizes she has to get back to Richie. So she rushes off. Richie, in the meantime, he's gotten back to camp. And he's checking the tents for Courtney, not seeing her. He sits down by the fire, still crying. He's ranting and raving about Rachel. He's still all butthurt about it. Uh, he drops his inhaler. And when he reaches down to pick it up, Porkchop appears and steps, steps on, his on his hand. hand. He screams. He takes off running with Porkchop stalking after him. Uh, and Porkchop picks up a lawn dart along the way. <laughs> and now we've suddenly gone from the woods to a cemetery. Yeah. So again, it's like, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> right. You know what? I didn't even think it was cemetery. I think by this point, I'm just like, come on, fucking movie. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't even put that together. But yeah, you go from a campsite, and then all of a sudden, he's hiding behind a tombstone. Yeah. He's on a, a cemetery. That's also. right. And, and so there's a short game of cat and mouse here with uh, with Porkchop and Richie. Uh, Richie ends up making a break for it. And then Porkchop throws a lawn dart, 
with the fucking precision of an Olympic archer that hits Richie right in the foot, pinning him to the ground. Like right. Through the, it goes like right through his Achilles, Achilles heel. tendon to right and pins him to the ground. And then yeah. with another perfectly aimed strike, he throws another one. This one manages to hit Richie right in the face, and it goes through like his like, in his mouth through his, his cheek, cheek, pinning his face to the ground. So Richie then pull like rips away from the dart, like rips his cheek open, and he like limps away. Not a bad, a, a no. The, the cheek, the cheek yeah. was pretty good too. That was one of the better ones. Uh, and Porkchop pulls out one more dart, even though he only picked up one at the camp, and with the most perf, the most perfect. Underhand toss, underhand toss, just like the grace. He just all right, go. Yeah, just, just like uh, did you ever see Rookie of the Year? Uh, yeah. The the stupid movie about the yeah the ball yeah the kid, the kid who, who yeah. becomes a major league baseball yeah, pitcher, the Cubs or something. But then yeah. he hurt. He like makes his his oh, arm yeah, goes the back final normal. Scene and he has a he has a <laughs> lob it in. He under just floated, floated in. <laughs> yeah, I like playing horseshoes or or. Uh, or washers or something. He's right. like, here's a little underhand. And the dart comes perfectly straight down in the top of Richie's skull, killing him. It's so dead. ludicrous and just preposterous. And that's what happened. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, we cut back to Bert and Teddy at their store. And Bert's carrying on about how much they need to be out partying with this group of camp boys. Like, oh, boy, I need to be out there partying with them girls. And he's having like, uh. You know, he's talking about having one night of hot underage love. And again, this scene goes on for a while. Long, and too long. Again. I swear, I I swear I think Bert, the actor who plays Bert, is just improving his whole this scene. I'm sure he is. I, I honestly I'm just I think every scene everything Bert does, does improv. Yeah. He just goes on a rant and he's like, yeah. All right, just roll and we'll mm-hmm. let it go whenever. Ad living everything. Yeah, he just yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah, I don't think he has any he does he never sticks to a script, I don't think. Um so Deborah finally gets back to the camp. Inside her tent, she finds Mike's dead body in a sleeping bag. So, so pork chop. He did drag his body off. If you remember, after he killed Mike, he drug, did he after, yeah, okay, he drug okay. his body away. So, okay, he didn't leave the body there. It's all right. And he did return the the campsite when remember Richie. That's where he stepped on the sand. So maybe he, that's that's when he could have planted the body. It could, yeah, I get, I mean, I'm not saying it's yeah. not it's not believable. It's just. Yeah, he, he, he ran, went through lengths to get him back yeah, in that sleeping exactly. bag. And, and it's the only body. Like he didn't, he doesn't move any of the and other then, bodies. Yeah, yeah, he it's the only likes. like gotcha scare. You know, like ooh, he's psychological. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, she does have the whereabouts though to grab a flashlight and a knife before she leaves the tent. Uh, and then shortly after leaving the camp, she finds Courtney's dead body. But that's not all. Next to Courtney is a fetus. And are you shitting <sighs> me? A fucking fetus and not just like, like first of all the, the bio, bio, biologically this is impossible <laughs> even if she did get pregnant for banging Mike that fetus it wouldn't be it's like the size of a goddamn chihuahua or something it was the size of an infant yeah it, it's like a oh, I don't even know like okay when my baby was it, it, before my baby was born see the, the ultrasound my, it was like the size of the baby like Seven months, like this is about that baby should have been bursting, and if that baby was that big, it's like Courtney. Courtney should have had a big old be- it was ridiculous. belly. It was, it was so ridiculous. stupid, and I think they even mentioned it's like a midget or something along those lines. I don't even know, but it, it looks weird. It, it, it's it's oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. To which Rachel Re- says, "I don't do babysitting." Yeah, thank you. That's where I was like, I didn't understand that line at first, but now it makes sense because she said, "I don't do babysitting," and then she stomps on the fetus. 
and it explodes green goo. under her weight of the foot into green, bright neon green goo. Which, what the fucking hell is happening in this movie? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, so Porkchop then leaps out from the darkness with a chainsaw. Deborah runs away, but she trips. She scurries to a tree where she just sits there as Porkchop closes in on her. He stands there over her, revving, revving his... his for like 20 seconds. He's just going, <laughs> and I'm like, why? Just kill her already. And I know it's only a few seconds, but in movie time, but damn, it feels like forever. It is forever. That he's just sitting. <laughs> it's not just him either. She's not doing it. She just sits there. Like, you could run away. You could do something. He's just staying there, and you're just sitting there. You could play a crossword puzzle. Yeah. You know, shit. Play words with friends. Play some angry <laughs> birds. I don't fucking know. Just do something. But finally, she takes up the knife and stabs him in the leg with it. And now she runs away. To which pork chop, when he gets stabbed, he gently sets the chainsaw down <laughs> and then yeah. grabs his leg, which I thought was pretty funny. It's like, yeah, you can't drop that chainsaw, can you? It costs you too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's an expensive prop, yeah, isn't it? Set that one down gingerly. <laughs> yeah, he gets stabbed. He's like, oh, that's, that's down. A that's now, a rental. <laughs> now, ah, my leg. <laughs> yeah, chainsaw was a rental. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he pulls an knife on and goes after. And again, for a guy who just got stabbed in the quads, uh, the quads, he certainly sees the move just fine. There is no lip. No, it doesn't slow him down. Nope. He's just, he is good. He is right on her heels. And now she she runs it onto a road. So now we have the woods, a cemetery, and now we're sitting on a road like right there. Close by road, yeah. Which, obviously, they're supposed to be out in the middle of nowhere, but there's a, like, ugh. So she's trying to fly down this passing car. And Porkchop comes up, grabs her from behind. All this is clearly visible to yeah, the driver the of the car because it's all lit up by the headlights. Like, he grabs her, rides the car. Is like Now, to be perfectly honest, if I was driving that car and I saw that, I'd be like, nope. But that's my <laughs> point. Like, like Deborah elbows Porkchop a few times in the face, causes him to drop her, and he, they roll down a hill. Dude, she but throws driver... some decent bows. Yeah. That, like, this, like this this part when she he grabs her from behind, and she kind of, like, props up she he's holding her off the ground and she's able to kind of prop up a little bit on his and then throw some decent looking elbows i'm yeah. like jesus yeah my I just guys like I, my point is like the driver doesn't even slow down or stop like this person just basically watches a innocent woman just get murdered by a guy a psycho in a pig mask yeah that'd be me that'd be me <laughs> i just i'd be like nope not nope not even uh-uh. trying to help not stopping nope <laughs> Sorry. And there's a girl like, help, help. And then giant pig man grabs her and takes her back <laughs> in the woods. I'm like, uh-uh. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm just going to turn on some music here. Sunshine, Nothing lollipops, and rainbows. Da, da, da. Yeah. like Down on easy street. Yeah. <laughs> where feels so ne- Or whatever that song. I don't know what that. Well, that was from Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead one. Well, no, I was street. just singing something. I know you were singing. I, I went to Walking Dead route. Okay. I could, but I, and I couldn't right. remember the words. So, other than Easy Street. You only heard it like 30 times 30 in that times. episode. I know, but it was a while back. So, anyway, Deborah crawls up the hill. She limps down the road and she comes to like, this old white house and she decides, you know what? I'm, just gonna, I'm tired. I'm going to take a seat. Yeah. I'm just sure. going to take a seat in the front step right here. I just barely escaped the clutches of Pig Monster. Yeah. And then she starts to cry and talk to herself. And the acting here is atrocious. I hate this scene. Like, it's, it's bad. Um,. But thankfully, P- Porkchop shows back up with the chainsaw, putting an end to that garbage of a scene. And again, shit gets fucking weird and stupid. Because when we see Porkchop, he's he's not going right after Deborah. 
Uh, is he, he, is he, he trying to do like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like, wiggle? He, just, he starts standing you know, there like, in the clearing. He just, yeah, he just swing his chainsaw around and thrusting it at the camera and just not doing it, just standing there. Yeah. And then we see Ian rubbing his eyes as he walks up behind Pork, Pork Shop. Shop. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Again, I don't care how how fucking drunk I am. I am not walking up to a crazy man in a pig mask welding a chainsaw. I I don't know why, but that's exactly what Ian does. Like, I, you don't, no, but. Hey, man, he's punk rock. <laughs> so Andy stands there laughing at Pork Shop while singing drinking songs Some... <laughs> and drinking more moonshine. Uh, pork chop turns around. They just stand there looking at each other for a while. Like, hey, what's up? Like, they don't say anything, but they just stand there looking at each other. Um, Ian spills moonshine. He splashes. Uh, he's like, hey, how you doing, mate? And he like splashes him with moonshine. It's like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, sorry about that. And the pork chop looks at the moonshine, looks up at him, looks you know up and down. Again, they just stand there looking at each other. Pork chop raises the chainsaw, but again, he just starts waving it around. He doesn't attack Ian with it. Which he could easily just kill this guy. Like, he's killed everybody else. And he's Ian killed. gives zero fucks. He's zero like, fuck. huh. He's like, whatever. Yeah, no, there's no fear in Ian. Porkchop's just waving a chainsaw around. It... Now, we cut back to Deborah, who looks up at this. So, I guess, again, this is all supposed to be happening, like, right in front of her. Yeah. But, again, after another 30 seconds of chainsaw revving, she finally says, Ian, look out. Even though he's right in front of her, or he's right in front of Porkchop, and they've been staring well, at her. Well, he leans in. He's just like, hey, what is going on with this guy? You know, and like, and yeah. then she's like, look out! Even it's though like, you could have warned him, like, you know, maybe when he was walking up behind the guy, say, hey, Ian, uh, might not go to the guy with the chainsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and so that means the line, like, two minutes, she's been sitting there watching this. It hasn't said anything to Ian until just now. <laughs> uh, nothing, uh, it doesn't make sense. So, Ian drunkenly says something, which I couldn't get. And then from out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the grass erupts into flames, which leads to the spilt moonshine on pork chop to go up in flames as well. So now Porky is engulfed in fire, which again is poorly done because it's just a close-up shot, shot of, of a bonfire with pork chop staying face behind, behind it, it going, wee, wee, yeah, wee. Um, and twitching, and screaming. So I watched this scene twice. Like right after each yeah, other, because I'm like, it, what the fuck just happened? Did yeah. I miss? Did I? Did I just blink? Too long and miss something? No. I watched it again. So what the impression I'm getting is, is that, you know, Ian leans in like, hey, what's going on, love? What's going on with this guy? And then you, I listen, and you can hear, like, chink, chink, like someone trying to light a lighter. And I think it's Deborah who's lighting a lighter and setting it on fire. Now, again, you can't see any of this because it's like you can't see it. No, no, that one makes sense because the, the only time you see – when she first sits down at that front doorstep and she starts crying herself, she does have, she has a red big lighter in her hand. But again, it makes zero sense because if she lights a lighter to throw it, you, yeah, the not, big it, lighter it has to be a no, zippo. It have, have to be it a has zippo. To be a zippo. So again, it wouldn't work. It makes zero sense because it's a big. You can't throw that lighter yeah. to throw it. So again, none of it makes sense. You don't see. You see the. Do you see, all you see is the. You don't see her throw light. You're just the gas. Is, the, it the, just suddenly the is on fire. The grass is on fire. Um, pork chop falls down dead. Uh, surprising though, no longer on fire, nor is he burnt, charred, or smoking. He's completely <laughs> fine. He, but he's he's just dead. He's just dead. Uh, Ian crosses over to Deborah and asks her, "Why did we just burn that man and, alive? And where's everybody else at?" 
And she says, it's a long story. And the two of them chit chat as they walk away, arms, arms around each other. Uh, we cut to Bert and Teddy popping up out of nowhere now, dancing over Porkchop's body. And Bert's all excited and pumped up because this means that they get to take credit for killing Porkchop and will be locally famous. They'll know our face in North Dakota. Yeah, or wherever the fuck yeah. they are. West Virginia. They're supposed to yeah, be West they, Virginia. But they even mentioned North Dakota, which okay. was... Uh, we go to a blackout, and then we... A title card comes us, and it says, Sometime Later. Uh, and we're back at Bert's Little Store, which is now more than... It's, it's gotten bigger, but it's clearly a dive bar. It's like, just can, a dive it, bar. It's just yeah. a bar. It's probably where the director drinks. Yeah, it's probably, that's... <laughs> it's probably where he found his talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the back table of this in the bar, Mark, there's a table marked souvenirs. Uh, sits Teddy, who's telling like greatly embellished and over exaggerated stories of his bravery in taking down pork chop to some towny girl, white girl dread. Totally by the way. hippie type. Total yeah. hippie. Yeah, white girl dreads to just say no to that. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we also learned that Teddy uh, bought out like his like Bert shared a store, and Bert's still around doing his thing. But they got rich from selling the movie rights, their story, and like and the success of their book. And T- Teddy says that Bert's around somewhere with his vampire chick and zombie schoolgirls, which are referenced to uh, Eamon, the director's other movies, mm-hmm. Catholic ghoul girls and vampire horrors from That's our pretty space. pretty funny. Yeah. I get that now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Teddy is posing for pictures with his tourist family uh, that comes in. Uh when a news report comes on TV talking about how the bodies of two local teenagers were just discovered outside of Camp Wood, mutilated nearly beyond recognition in what the authorities are calling a copycat scenario to the pork chop murders from the 1980s. So, how far, far is this? Yeah, because yeah. they, they clearly mentioned in the, in, in the movie that like Rachel they talk about owning Commodore 64s mm-hmm. and, oh, we love the 80s and stuff like that. And so now it's like from the 80s. So now we're like at least in the 90s or something like that, even though. Teddy's wearing the exact same clothing he did throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and so we never really get an idea of when exactly into the future we've gone, but it's been at least a decade now. Uh, Teddy, I think, says peachy or something like that. And then blackout, roll credits. That's pork chop. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a ride. It's an interesting movie. Um, let's... <laughs> Uh, uh, with that, that wonderful gr- sound from Aaron, let's go into favorite kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, Aaron, what do you got this week? All right, um, it's I, you know the kills weren't bad, honestly. I mean, they were fun and kind of unique. Uh, the lawn dart one was kind of fun, and the fucking with the chainsaw was kind of fun. Uh. But I think I think uh, I'm gonna have to go with the opening scene, the opening kill, yeah, the head, uh, the, the head split. split because it did get my attention. You know, um, you know, it's the movie was pretty cheap. right off the bat. They're kind of setting the tone of how the movie's gonna be, and you're, kinda, yeah. you're okay. It's gonna be a goofy ride, um, and they they do the quick, you know, it it was quick. You could tell it was a cheap effect, but it was quick enough and well done enough that it was still kind of got my attention. Like, ooh, this right. could be fun. Okay. So that was my favorite kill. That was the the opening kill, setting the tone. Yeah, I was probably gonna go with that one too, um, but I think I'm gonna go with Courtney getting fucked to death by a chainsaw. That's unique because it's unique. It goes on a little long and it's ridiculous. It's utterly it's... ridiculous, bogus. But I gotta say, it's I 
it's unique. And go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it, baby. Fuck together by chainsaw. Yeah. So I mean, that's I'm going Courtney there. Yeah, lawn darts wasn't bad. Lawn uh, darts wasn't bad, but it was so preposterous. Sure. <laughs> the guy's got such precise aim, like, like Hawkeye, <laughs> Green Arrow type right, aim. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on to favorite kills. Oh, I'm sorry. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. <laughs> we just did favorite kills. Yeah, we did. We just did it. We're going on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Uh, so, fuck it. Um, ratings. Uh, IMDb, 5 out of 10. Wow. Well, yeah, it was I, higher than I thought it would get. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's no official Tomometer score, but a 55% audience score. That's pretty high. That's high for yeah. our movies. And then Amazon gives it a 2.9 out of 5. It's a low about three, yeah. So uh, basically a three. Yeah, it's it's right it's right there. Um, plot keywords, none, uh, nothing on I no plot keywords. No bacon, no bacon, no, no panties, pee. no robot. No. Now hold on, were there panties? Like Pegasus. true? Well, yeah, you saw you saw little flashes of panties here and yeah, there, but well, I'm talking like panties. true panties though, where the panty guys would go panties. Uh, only it would be Courtney when Courtney was getting. When you see, when she's getting climb up the tree and stuff, and, and when, away. when she's getting banged up against the yeah. tree, you you clearly can't. Sh- her panties were still there in the way, but uh, or the the cheerleading skirt, whatever, whatever it's called, bloomers, bloomers. Thank you. Uh, so on the trivia, now there actually was a decent amount of this, plus some extra things I picked up from, like I said, watching the commentary. Track. All right, lay it on me, brother. Um, first of all, there is only one pig mask. Made and used throughout the whole production. Wow! So they managed to hold on to keep that thing in good repair for they the whole keep thing. Keep it clean. <laughs> um, the actress Aaron Russ, who played Rachel, uh, replaced another actress who was originally cast as Rachel, but just never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the travel, the montage of traveling, that footage of the countryside was shot by Eamon Hardyman and Chris Sullivan, who played Mike uh, during a road trip. Prior to the production of the movie, so that was just like, okay. we, yeah, I got this. Let's just use it. Uh, Aaron Russ and Ruby LaRocca were both flown down to West Virginia to act in this film, so they were flown in for this. Huh. Uh, Corey, Chris Sullivan also nailed his campfire monologue about pork chops backstory in one take. Uh, the movie was filmed over the course of several weekends. Moreover, Ruby LaRocca had an incredibly high fever and was horribly sick on the last weekend. Um, that they shot, which was also the last shot where, which makes it like that acting is so bad. At the very end of the movie with her, it's because she was like horribly, horribly ill. So was, was that the final scene with pork chop? Yeah. The, the wiggling around. Yeah. And, the very, okay. Where she's sitting on a stab mm-hmm. and the acting. She's so, it's, yeah. Um, the scenes here and here we go. Perf- the scenes in the convenience store were shot in a bar. That's honestly, what I thought. Yeah, I, straight up bar. That's that's what I was gonna say. That's that's it's this got to be the same goddamn bar. Uh, that was it used. probably yeah, is. It has to be. Um, so one of the two writers of the film, Zach Basham or Bassham, aka Zakula Von Nasty from the rock horror band The Big Bad. So if anybody know who that is, oh, The Big Bad. That's the, uh, kind of a reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There is it. Yeah, they always refer to the bad guys as the Big Bad. So oh. it's the Big Bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. Learn yeah. something new. Speaking of which, twentieth uh, anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh God. Started twenty ni- years. Started in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. All right. God damn, we're old. Yeah. All right. Uh, the black and white footage in the opening credits was was shot at a local slaughterhouse. So if that was real footage, like. They need to look into that because that's some cruelty to animals some going on there. Brutal shit. There's some like guy beating the shit out of a pig, and that guy needs to be. They like, need to check real in on that. bad. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Jane Scarlet, star of Flesh of the Beast, whoever that is, was originally cast as Deborah, but passed along the role to her former co-star Ruby LaRocca when she was unable to film due to a family emergency. So she's like, which is probably like, I don't want to do the She movie. Here, you take it. Dude, I <laughs> love, there's this great episode of Portlandia. I don't know if you ever watched that or not. Uh, I saw like the first two seasons. It's so funny because they're just, they use the, it's like, well, family emergency. No one's going to question you. You always got that in your back pocket all the time whenever there's something you really want to get out of. That's yeah, great. Uh, uh, all right, now here's some stuff from the commentary I got. Uh, the robot was built on top of a Walmart purchased remote control Hummer that hardly ever worked. <laughs> it, it was supposed to move more, but never really did. Most of the budget went towards wardrobe, gas, and plane tickets to fly in the actors. Oh, my God. Ruby hated her character's outfit, even though it was... Uh... No, he didn't wear it much. Yeah, Ruby never got naked. Ruby. Oh. Rachel oh, was the one oh, got naked. Oh, my bad. Um... There is no music playing the, during the uh, filming of the uh, party scene around the campfire when they're all so dancing. They're just randomly dancing. Uh, and Chris Woodall, who played Richie, said he was trying to do his best Crispin Glover impression impersonation from Friday Thirteenth Four, which is where <laughs> he's doing that weird dancing. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was that like, the story. If, I don't. I'm sure to listen to, but if you don't, um, when they were shooting the movie, they were playing. I think ACDC's Back in Black, which is why he's dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, but when they Went back and edited it. They totally changed the music, so his dancing that's why it looks so fucking weird. Because they, they totally changed the music they were listening to when he when they shot it. Or I didn't something. know that. Um. So yeah, so that's what that's what. And then, uh, it took several months to film this movie due to only shooting on the weekend. So it took them a really long time wow. to film. Um, that's pretty impressive, actually. That's some consistency. Seven months. Several. I didn't. It didn't say. Oh, seven, I thought you seven, said seven. But at, at least I want to say it was at least seven. Though, about, they well, said it was. But a I was long about to say time. there's got to be change in season. Oh, how they talked. They talked about how cold it was in some of these shoots. How long the can those people be? Like, if you flew them in, how long did they stay? It was like a weekend. They shot on the weekend, so they fly it maybe like a Friday night film. Like, Saturday, where are they flying Sunday. in from? I don't know where, but they said they they shot in West Virginia, so they flew into West Virginia somewhere or somewhere mm-hmm. close by. Uh, and in the commentary, they were talking about how, like, sometimes it was down to 30 degrees. Like, wow. Courtney's death scene, like, it was, she was freezing. She was so cold, and, like, she had to keep pouring more blood on her. And they wanted to use, but she was, free, you know, how cold it was. So, like, it took a while. Um, but, so, yeah, that that's what I got for the trivia from everything for this movie. Um, so, but surprisingly and awesomely, we get go on to the budget game. Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, excited about this. The budget game. Kind of, yeah. All right, Aaron, what do you think is the budget for Pork Shop? Obviously, it's it's super low budget. Super duper low budget. And when you say the majority of the budget goes to plane tickets, <laughs> outfits, and gasoline, gas. you know the shit's got to be low budget. So I'm going to go low budget, and, man, it's like I've had such bad luck. I feel like if I go <laughs> too, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to go too high. I think I'm going to go too high here, and I'm going to say 15000 uh, Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you... Busted your wad on that one. And I even said, I'm like, I think I'm going to go too high, but come on. What was it? Budget for pork shop, $3,000. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Only three grand? $3,000. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Um, That's crazy. Crazy low. Uh, I thought I was being really low. <laughs> I really thought I was being low. Yep, $3,000. Uh, moving on to five-star reviews. $3,000. Yep, three, but we're, yeah. we're wow. moving on. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, $3,000. All right, 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 right. right. <laughs> All right, five-star reviews. There's only one. Only one on IMDb. Um, from Daniel says, it's worth watching. I can't find Porkchop 3D on DVD for less than $1,000 on Amazon. So hope <laughs> for a DVD release. Uh, that's that's all. That's all. That's the only five-star review I could find on Amazon. Um, now, there were two four-stars. So I okay. went to those. Uh, from F. Sasso. Uh, the, the title of his review is, I like, I think. I like it, I think. <laughs> he says, I have watched Porkchop twice now. And I am still undecided whether I am whether I really like it or not. I watched it, and then two weeks later, I had forgotten the plot, the actors, the scenes, everything. It was like the movie that gives amnesia. <laughs> I give it four stars as I did watch it twice. It can't be that bad. I just wish I remember what happened. That's four funny. stars. <laughs> and from Netstab, this movie was enjoyable as hell. Yes, it's shoddy. Yes, it's clearly made by some amateurs, and I mean that in the kind way. Someone somewhere outside of Hollywood. But it's also clear that they love what they do, and this film is a fun result. Four stars. Now, I wrote down one, two, three one-star reviews because, wow, they just need to be read. Oh, man, they must have some spit and some fire. They get worse. Yeah, from Rick or Mortis. <laughs> hated everything about this so... Okay, first of all, I need to comment on the guy's the way he writes this. It's not that he wrote everything in all caps like a lot of people do, but he capitalized every single word, which huh. is really weird. Yeah. Like, right, just write all caps or no caps. Like, why write capitalize every single word? It's really strange. But he, he hated everything about this so-called horror movie. Complete abortion. I hope the <laughs> third graders who wrote this crap aren't proud of themselves. I hope these people never make another film. One star. Brutal. Well, they did. They made a bunch of other ones. And they probably made more money out of it. So go fuck yourself. Uh, and from the horror boy. Do not believe the early reviews of this movie. They were written by people associated with this trash. I love horror movies. This is not a horror movie. It's just a DVD with some bad footage filmed in a very poor video camera. The gore is cheap. The violence is cheap. Everything about this movie is cheap and bad. It's not even funny bad. These people made this DVD to steal your money. There is no talent here. I'm writing this review so that you save your money. Don't be fooled by the cool cover art, which is the only thing decent about this DVD. This is just a lazy movie with nothing to offer horror and slash fans. You have been warned. One star. Oh. Yeah. That's a bit hard. <laughs> now, this one, sit back and just sit back with your popcorn and enjoy. It, this guy goes on a rant. From William Kate. Tyler, not my 80s. <laughs> They play the whole 80s vibe throughout the promotion of, this, uh, promotion of the film, but it's nothing like an 80s film. Sure, they're in the woods, woods that look like they're probably the backyard, but never in my day was there a cardboard robot dropping bad wonders like, and fake British guys who are just so annoying you pray for their death. A stupid, stupid spelt wrong, S-T-O-O-P-I-D. That's killer, bad effects, horrible acting, and shitty directing. This film is a waste of time, and as long as time... Wait, the film is a waste of time, and as a longtime lover of slasher films, trust me, I've seen them all, and this is easily one of the worst. It makes Killer Workout seem like a piece of gold. 
I don't think the guy that made this film was old enough to really understand the 80s mindset. He basically took every stereotype and tossed it in a really stupid film. I guess in his mind, the 80s was all day glow with synth synth pop shirtless girls. Woods that are just woods. I don't know how long I keep reviewing this film. It makes film. It's making me think about too much. It's stressing me out. Okay, so I'll do a quick list as to why this film sucks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, even though he says, I can't keep doing this, but I'm going to do it. All right, number one, The Woods. Now, if you're saying a film, a horror film, a slasher film in the woods, you have to pick woods with personality, or at least dense enough to look creepy, dark cluttered, so it's hard for the victims to run through and not a pile of sticks that anyone can get out or see what is coming. Two, The Robot. I understand that it seems funny when smoking pot with your buds because there are quite a few robot films in the 80s, but if you're going to blend genres, please do it well and make the robot look like a robot, not cardboard. And rethink the one-liners and the idea that a robot can have sex and feel pleasure, please. <laughs> you're getting into dumb territory. Why didn't you see it? I don't know. Number three, The Killer. There is such a, there is such a small backstory as to why it kills that it doesn't even need to be there. Something about a child in a slaughterhouse. Texas Chainsaw, a history of brutal killings. Every film ever made. See where I'm going with this? That That's not uh, really. Not really, yeah. Number four, The Pig Mask. Motel Hell, if you know your 80s films like you say you do, you would know that the pig head was used in Motel Hell and to iconic degrees. Things like a hockey mask come, come on, man. Can't copy classic films without real 80s fans calling you out on it. And number five, boobs. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, there are a lot of boobs, and you can never go on boobs in a slasher film. So basically, I don't even get to go into horrible plot and bad fake British guy annoying, and not in a funny, good way. Kids, the bad special effects, blah, 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 you get the point. It looks like this was shot on a cheap VHS camera, which has a certain charm to it, but it's a film production-wise, seems to take itself too seriously. So for that, there's no depth to the film. Rather, it looks cold and cheap. Avoid this crap and call it a day. One star. Man, that guy just—he really didn't like this movie. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't quite get get it yeah, either. He really did. I mean, compared yeah. to like that whole thing about "Come on, guys, motel hell, use pig mask, you're gonna call you on copying things." There's only so many masks that go around. What was that guy's name? Oh, what William Crate, William Cat Kate, uh, Will William C A T E, Kate Cat, William Kate, uh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Plus, they use a pig mask in the Saw movies. You're not bitching about that one either. Yeah, that's true. So, go take, fuck yourself. Yeah, go yeah. fuck yourself and relax a bit yeah. there, man. All right, with that said, let's go to our final final, final thoughts here, final words on Pork Chop for this week. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, I, you know, to, to a degree, I mean, it did really try to, you know, even says, you know, 80s horror fun. And, you know that you know. While I did say go fuck yourself to the guy, <laughs> yeah. he it, there's something I was going to mention that kind of came along is that yeah, if, if you're going to go 80s, I mean, you, go 80s. You know, um, I I feel like you kind of had it there. They even had a little bit of like uh, Men in Hats. You know, like uh, when they had the We Can Dance. It's like our um, oh god, yeah, I think it was like. Um, it was Men in Hats, We Can Dance. They kind of had that song playing in the background. They did a cover of it when they were in. Um, they did. They did a couple little '80s references okay. here and there, real minor ones. I, I wish they'd just go a little more '80s. That they they didn't speak do the '80s speak like duh whatever. Yeah, you the, know, the, like, the the, the uh, what do you want to call it? The 
eighties, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, they didn't yeah. have any of that, which I kind of was like a little bummed by. I was hoping for a little that's, bit. That's yeah, that, that's something that I agree. He that, mentioned a Delorean. Fix. Yeah, they didn't really have the eighties clothes nailed down. They they did the best they could. I mean, they yeah, were. I, I mean, the, the tall socks, the shorter shorts. I the, get it, but and I know you're on a low budget, but you can hit a thrift store, man. Yeah, you know, you can find some good shit at those places. So I feel like they just missed some opportunities there. Uh, <clears throat> but it's $3,000. The pig mask looked good. The killer wasn't bad. Um, you know, the effects weren't... They were bad, but they were still entertaining. Man, I'm really on the... the I'm really on the fence with this one. <laughs> Super duper on the fence. I'm going to have to say so bad it's good. Just wow. barely. I'm so I didn't think I thought you were sure just you barely. And I do I mean there's parts of me I'm just like, oh god, that sucks. And one thing that did kind of suck was that it took an hour to get going. It so does it, took, have, it does have a, a slow it does take a while. Too yeah. slow of a build. I mean, give yeah, us a they, little something. They need in to have like another like some uh, some other kill like the the kind of break up the slowness yes, of whether it's a townie or right. somebody else or a random hiker. There's something else between that opening one and then when... The... God damn, it's an hour. It's an hour before it gets going. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had the opening kills. Cool. And then it's an hour before anything else happens. So, yeah, they got to break it up. But once things start happening, it's pretty fun. Yeah. You and know? It goes, and once it starts happening, it's one after the other. So. Yeah, and it's it's not bad. Uh, I liked I liked Ian and Richie. I liked their dynamic. Um, you know, I mean, we're I'm a... You know, we were punk rock kids. We kind of went to a lot of punk shows. So I saw the Dead Kennedy patch, the Misfits patch. You know, I mean, we hung out with guys like that. You know, it was kind of fun. Yeah, I'm going to, but it it does just barely make it so bad it's good. Okay. Uh, I'm stunned. I thought I had you this week. I really thought I was going to have you uh, so hating it. I was, don't get me wrong. It was real close, man. (laughs) It was real close. Um, I, a lot of same things for you. Uh, I say, I agree. Like uh, some things that, they could have easily changed it. Not what cost money was the writing could have been a lot better. Again, more '80s lingo, mm-hmm. uh, vocabulary, dialects, whatever. Uh, some more references. Or some, that's an easy. That doesn't cost anything. Just right, yeah, just right, right, mm-hmm. differently. Uh, I also think again. I was probably going to say so bad it's scary, but when I found out they did this on three thousand exactly. dollars, that, that maybe that changed. Really, like, that it really does change my tune for a lot. three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I'm not going to bet. I mean, that's insane. Right. I mean to do make a movie and put it out and get it distributed and out for three thousand dollars. Like bravo, guys! Like it, whether how regardless of how good or bad this movie is, the fact that you did this on three thousand dollars and continue to make a, two sequels of this and, yes. and continue, you did you know kudos well, for you, well respect done. to you guys. Yeah. Um, I that made me change my 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 thought to like okay, I'm going to say so, also so bad it's good. I do say if you can get your hands on this, uh, like a physical copy of it, like it's like five bucks or something like that. I would say get it, watch it. Yeah, it, they're it, not trying to rake you over the coals. No, like some of these people are saying that in reviews, like it's three thousand. Yeah, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, um, but yeah, the writing could have been a lot better. Things could have been cut out. It could have been chopped up a little differently. Yeah, there's it, a lot of things that could have done better. But again, three thousand dollars. Like if this was a much bigger budget, I'd be much much harsher. But I can't rightfully bash somebody who exactly. basically you know did this together with you know blood sweat and tears yeah you know. and for three thousand dollars and they, mm. they basically had a skeleton crew and in commentary you know there's people like who had to pick you know some people are doing the boom mic one day and then they're you know in front of the camera next mm. you know everybody's doing everything um 
this was just you know this was just a, a real passion project. Labor People, of love. Labor of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So uh, yeah, if you can get a copy, I say pick it up for five bucks. Give it a watch. So bad, it's good. And speaking of that, it's funny that we both said so bad it's good, and the fact that there happens to be a sequel because I did just so happen to buy Pork Chop Two: Rise of the Rhine. Oh shit! So stay tuned next week. Oh, next week. Next week. Give me a break. <laughs> just let me breathe a little bit. Come on. Next oh. week we're moving back with Pork Chop Two. Rise of the Rhine, and we'll uh, see where the pork chop saga continues. Well, here's something interesting. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> the if saga they... continues. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see if they tighten that up. Let's... I'm curious to see if this is a prequel because this is Rise of the Rhine. Like, is this is a prequel or if this is a, a continuation? So, but we will find out, and we will get back to you in a week. Well, yeah. Let's see if they tighten it up, if because uh, you know we. There was some shit they needed to do yeah, better. Let's see if they learned the lesson. So now I'm going to hold this to a higher standard. I'm going to hold this one to a higher standard. Okay, hey, that's I'm going to hold enough. Pork Chop Two to a higher standard. That's because, fair enough. You know, I obviously imagine they have a bigger budget going into a sequel. I would imagine, um, and we'll see. I'm very curious as to, uh, to what is going to happen with Pork Chop Two. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So remember, uh, that's going to take care of us for this week. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, is there anything else besides? We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Everything else is horrible horror podcast. Yeah, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or at our our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. You know, write us, let us know. You can contact us on any of those social media forums, no problem. Um, Again, I'm just going to go ahead and give a shout-out also to Ray Merrick. Please check out his website, uh, The Horror Syndicate. As we mentioned last week, his wife passed away. He does have a GoFundMe site set up uh, for its GoFundMe backslash GoElizabeth.com or the GoFundMe. You can search it. So, yeah, I'm just going to give him a shout-out there. But, again, yeah, check us out, too. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll be back next week. Pork Chop 2, Rise of the Rhine. So, in the meantime, everybody, watch more horror movies. And remember to keep it tight. Weep!